Hello everyone, and welcome to Refinery Life Australia. I'm Gary Hoban, and I'm the Senior Pastor and Lead Elder of Refinery Life Church on the Gold Coast. If you're on the Gold Coast, come and join us as we meet together and we share in the Word of our Lord. We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 222 Turpin Road, Labrador. And more details are available on our website, which is www.refinerylife.org. Today we're going to continue our series titled The Doctrine of God. Today we're going to talk about the urgency of God. The verse we're concentrating on is John 9, 4. It says, We must work the works of him who sent me, while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. The scriptures will work through John 9, 1 through to 12. It talks about healing the man who was born blind. It says, While he was passing by, he noticed a man who had been blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he would be born blind? And Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but it was so that the works of God might be displayed and illustrated in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world, giving guidance through my word and works. And when he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with his saliva. And he spread the mud like an ointment on the man's eyes. And he said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated scent. So he went away and he washed and came back seeing. So the neighbors and those who had used to know him as a beggar said, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Verse 9. Some said, It is he. Still others said, No, but he looks like him. But he kept saying, I am the man. So they said to him, How were your eyes opened? And he replied, The man called Jesus made mud and smeared it on my eyes and told me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and I received my sight. And they asked him, Where is he? And he said, I do not know. How does God regard time? Although God is eternal, he has a program of redemption for mortal beings who are of few days and full of trouble. That's us. We have few days and we are full of trouble. God's commands and commissions are surging with urgency. His business requires haste. We go about the business of God. We go about the Father's business, not the business of church at the refinery. Because his business requires haste. Jesus is our example. So compelling was his task, so urgent was he in spirit, that he crowded into three and a half years Work that could have graced a century. When we look at this urgency, let's look at two facts. And then based on those two facts, let's consider two questions today. Firstly, the two facts. The first one, we are slow to do God's work. In almost every realm, an impelling sense of urgency grips us. Hurry, hurry is the the watchword of today. We must eat faster, we must learn faster, we must travel faster. We must sell faster. The sense of urgency has touched every aspect of life except the program of the church. How leisurely is the pace of the church? There's no sense of urgency weighing on our minds concerning God's work. In the world, our theme theme is rush, rush, rush. Got to make a living, you know. But when it comes to serving God, we say, oh, you know, we'll get around to that one day. There's no hurry. We have plenty of time. 
And the second thing is God is urgent. This fact is shown in bold contrast to the dark shadow of the first fact. Most people think that God is having no concern for the passage of time. When they read Peter's statement in, in 2 Peter 3.8, it says, Nevertheless, do not let this one fact escape your notice. Beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like one day. They emphasize the thousand years in God's sight equaling one day. But seldom do people focus on the statement the other way around. Anyone who has watched through a long night at the bedside of a dying loved one will understand how a few hours can seem like an eternity. So it must be with God as he watches the dying multitudes whom he loves and for whom Christ died going to eternal damnation. Our delay in sharing the gospel must weigh heavily on his heart. God demands haste. The New Testament is an urgent book. It's filled with phrases like in Matthew 28, 7, go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. Acts 12, 7 says, suddenly an angel of the Lord, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared beside him and a light shone in the cell. The angel struck Peter's side and awakened him saying, get up quickly. That's haste. And the chains fell off his hands. Revelation 22, 20 says, he who testifies and affirms these things, yes, says yes. I am coming quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. That's haste. That's not the laziness waiting around that the church does. The only reason Jesus ever asked his disciples to slow down was that they might be filled with the Holy Spirit in Luke 24, 49. Remember, it says, Listen carefully. I am sending the promise of my Father, the Holy Spirit, upon you. But you are to remain in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed or fully equipped with the power from on high. That's the only time Jesus said, wait. It's the only time he wanted them to slow down. And there's two questions that come out of these two facts. The first one is, why are we so slow? And there's several reasons for that. We are slow because we do not realize how important God's work is. We think primarily of our own earthly wealth and material obligations. I hear it all the time. We let God's business get along the best it can. It's why small churches are struggling. People often want God to hurry up, especially when his presence would banish their sorrow and their suffering. And the rest of the time they assume that God will be content to wait until they've made their fortune, until every earthly obligation has been met, until a more convenient day arrives. So they want God to hurry up, but they're not willing to rush to do God's work. We are slow because we cannot discern unerring and unseen operation of spiritual laws and forces. I'm someone who absolutely believes in giving. If you want God to bless you, start giving to his church. Not some random ministry, start giving to his church. Not some good cause, start giving to his church and watch the blessings flow. They might not be financial blessings, but watch the blessings flow. God works silently and unseen, but he works. Let every Christian remember that for those who are not Christians, time is running out. Witnessing to them is urgent. Sometimes we need to make the leap and seize the moment. The pendulum of God's clock is swinging. 
No one knows the day or the hour of the Lord's return. We are slow because we do not know the urgency of God. The heartbeat of God sets the tempo. The main issue of life is what he is concerned about. Hurry, hurry, he would say, for those I love die so fast. How urgent is our God? And second, the second question that comes out from these two facts is what results from our lack of urgency concerning God's work? By our lack of urgency, we bring pain to the heart of God. God has furnished all things needed for our salvation. Jesus bore this out when on the cross he cried, It is finished. God's plan of salvation is complete. Atonement has been made. And how it must grieve his heart when we are slow to show others his way. By our lack of urgency, we are irreclaimable. We let irreclaimable opportunities to reap God's harvest fall to the ground. Our text tells us that when we are to work for him, it says while it is day, because night is coming when no one can work, the opportunity passes us by. One of God's angels in Revelation 14.15 cried, let's read 1415. And another angel came out of the temple, it says, calling with a loud voice to him who was sitting up on the cloud. Put in your sickle and reap at once, for the hour to reap in judgment has arrived, because the earth's harvest is fully ripened. That's today, folks. By our lack of urgency, we do so little to win a lost world to Christ. Although much is being done in all types of missions, all around the world, and the planting of churches all around the world, the surface has hardly been scratched. As we finish up today, there's two prayers that we should pray. First, God gives us a vision of yourself, of a God who is in a hurry. Give us a vision of your work, its importance and its urgency, and give us a vision of ourselves, how slow and carelessly lazy we are. And secondly, we should be praying, God help us realize that the king's business requires haste. Show us how great your program is, Lord. How great and urgent is your cause. Urge us on, Lord, that we may be in a hurry to do your work. Amen. I want you to pray those over yourself this week. And I want to encourage you, as I do every single week, to be diligent with your Bible study time. Because God has so much more for us than just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for Him. And it can make you whole, spirit, soul, and body, if you allow Him to. And you're important to God. You already know that. But you're important to us at the refinery as well. When it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal His promises to you. So whatever you're concerned about and you need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. And until next time, stay in the blessings. <laughs>